everybody, welcome to the Broken Campfire podcast. Sorry about the energy today. I got to talk about some uncomfortable stuff. Uh, we can't really get into the whole legalities behind it. It involves a lot of contracts and moving pictures and and lawyers and you know uh, <laughs> the 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 gist is is that um, I really wanted to permanently remove the special guest from the pod, uh, but as you'll hear in a moment, he is here, um, and we. And we are going to deal with it as best as we can. So, hey, without further ado, I'm your host, Andy, joined by my favorite co-hosts, John Flask and Greg, uh, and Vito's back. It's good to be here. Thank you. Vito, thanks for joining Vito. us. Vito's back. Uh, yeah, I guess. Everybody, get your energy up. Vito's back. We got to sell it. Uh, never really, I never really uh, left. There's the guy in the first episode, right? Yeah, yeah. We gotta, uh, we gotta sell that our, yeah. our like, our uh, forget. exuberance, excitement. Some of you guys weren't yeah, even yeah. here for the first episode. I was. Yeah, I think that was a mistake. Uh, how's everybody doing? Good, good. Doing good. Fine. Ready to talk about some video games and other media? No. Let's talk about some games. Oh, well, that's unfortunate for us because now is the time that we do that once a week. Oh. Um. Right, so I don't know. Get ready or something. I'll scramble something together. Hey, two things, listeners: Twitter at Broken Campfire, Gmail Broken Campfire Gmail dot com. Thank you. All right. Without further ado, all right, man. John, I think you're first on my list this week to discuss some video games, perhaps maybe some other media. I don't know yet. Well, I do know, but I'm I'm trying to pretend like for the listener I don't. Right. I was gonna say it's a little, little bit of a white lie. A little bit uh, of a white lie. So what have you been doing? That's no, not magic. not too much. Um, you know, scrolling through Steam, looking at the game, seeing what's going on. You know, a lot of people are playing uh, a little long. Not really for me. You know what I mean? It's one not of those things. You're you. right. That's not for you. It ain't for me. Um, but I did settle on a little game called, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I think it's Anno. I don't know what Anno stands for. Ah, uh, no. Means. I thought it was, ah, uh, no. Uh, yeah, like, no, you know, no. that's, that's uh, a no, no for that, me, pal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, like, Anno is like a... Up to interpretation. But uh, no, that's like Latin, maybe, or for like Latin the year. Like the that year something. Oh, that would make sense because the, the whole title is the Anno 1800. So the year 1800. Yes. All right. There you go. That is Here we correct. Go. Uh, and this is a uh, real-time strategy economic simulation slash city builder. Uh, Doesn't really they, seem typically like your kind of game. I like city builders. Um, you know, I'm playing Timberborn. It's true. Uh, That's true. But that had that had like your other favorite thing in it. It had like beavers little, or something. Yeah, little animals. Yeah. Um, you know, I did buy the latest Sim City, but you know, as many of you know, it's absolute trash. <laughs> uh, and EA just tried to shit on that entire series. Um, I bought City Skylines, but I was not huge into it. Yeah, I I like City Skylines a lot. I've dug, put a lot of time into it. 
but feel yeah it, i'm kind of in the same boat there it feels it's cool but once you build the city the main gameplay is traffic management and i'm not about that right in this game it does things a little differently than than most uh kind of like yeah city builders or, or things like that i played and where you know normally when you build like um like housing for your people uh you know that comes with a cost like a passive cost like these people are going to cost you so much and then you know you kind of have to balance your money you have coming in with like you know, you know your population um and and do in Anno, it's a little bit what's it and do like uh purges like the movies the purge every now and then absolutely sometimes yeah uh but in anno it's actually different your um your houses that you place generate money um and how happy there's there's different you start with just farmers and you know when you start the game you place a house down it'll tell you you know there can be a maximum of 25 farmers in there and uh, you're not going to get that to late game normally you're going to get like three to five and then as you provide needs for these farmers more farmers will move in there so instead of you know maybe like an hour in your game instead of having three to five farmers per house you'll have 10 in there and the farmers or the population is what's generating the money and when you build a work building that is what costs money to maintain you know every minute or whatever unit of, of time you want to make a measurement you're constantly it's this it's this tug of war of um building up your your population to a big enough number um, and then using that number to put them into the, like the different factories so yeah the factories they have like a you know like a monthly cost or whatever but they also cost you know a certain amount of people to work there so you know you're, you're and, you know and as the people as the more you know people you have uh, you know their their needs expand you know what I mean so you know, at first you might be fine with just one sheep farm in a, a place that's making clothes. But as you start to build other factories, maybe you start to get into brick stuff. Well, now you have more, um, you know, people that need clothes. So you need a second sheep factory. Well, you need a second sheep factory. You need more farmers. Uh, so you're constantly, like, building up your population while building up your, your settlement. Um, and, you know, in certain... Um, most really most resources you're not going to be able to find on just your island you're also building up different settlements on different islands and there's a huge like boat part of the game where you're and there's npcs as well um where you're you're making like uh you know just different sails and you're you're sending different boats to pick up different materials from different places um and so I, have a, I have a question yeah um the the um in terms of what you're saying as to like it not detracting from you, it's not like draining things from you that you have to compensate for. It seems like what you're saying is it's constantly, you're constantly expanding and using those expansions to, to expand more and further in different areas. Does that lend a sense of like, um, sounds kind of different from, from other, you know, city builder type games where it's like, it's constantly encouraging you. Do you get that sense that it's like that you are constantly, there's something to do. There's some new thing to it to expand. Yeah. Like it's a positive it's, feeling, it's, right? You're, you're kind of spinning. Yeah. You're kind of spinning plates. Cause like I said, you know, as you, 
add more people. They're going to want more stuff. So you have to put more factories down. But the factories require more people. You're always just on that knife's edge of just having like the, the perfect amount of people to factories. Um, okay. And, it, and it's so it starts as farmers though, right? And they, they have a, like a limited number of things they can do. You know, they could they can do what farmers do. They have the farming jobs. Uh, and then once you reach a certain population, you unlock workers. And, you know, that unlocks a whole new set of like buildings. Now you're looking at like clay and, and uh, you know, now you can upgrade your roads. And now it's introducing like beer and stuff. Um, and, you know, they have all their own unique stuff. And then I've, I've got a step above that. I went artisan. So now like they're asking for more like, like, oh, we want a zoo and stuff. They all have uh, each of these classes, you know, the farmers, the artisans, the workers, they all kind of have some of them overlapping needs, obviously, but all have their own unique uh, needs that kind of require each other class to provide for them. You know what I mean? Like uh, the sure. artisans, they like canned food. So now this is, I, I don't even know how far I am in the, the game play, but the artisans, they like canned food and to get canned food. You need um, a cattle farm, which I can do on my main island. But then I need peppers. Um, and the ground on my main island is not fertile for that. So I had to make like a second island that I have just a fuck ton of farmers on. And I never progress them past the age of farmer. And all they do is they live there and they make Dude, me peppers. Dude, that's <laughs> fucked up. They're happy though. They're happy. I give them, I give them, all they want is, uh, I make potatoes in the island and I give them like schnapps or something or gin. I forget what yeah, it is. But if they only knew what the rest of the world was like. Yeah, yeah they, don't, they, they don't, don't know they the don't, outside they don't, world. They don't, they don't. They don't. Uh, and that's evil. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. Um, and like there's so, and I'm, you can, there's like a st- sandbox mode, I'm sure. But like to, to get into the game, there's like an actual story. Like and your father used to own this chain of like Islander companies and you know, your evil uncle like kicked him out and killed him, whatever. Anyway, so it's kind of leading you around a nice tutorial, but I just got to the, there's the, the old world, which is where you start. And it's, I think it's just kind of like the, especially like European area. And then you can go to the New World, which is like a different instance. Um, they're different islands, and it's more tropical. It's actually cool because all the houses, all the buildings look different. They're like, uh, you know, just skinned differently. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I have to start an empire there to get things like sugarcane and, and whatever to send back to the Old World because some of the aristocrats, you know, at, at my old place, they want uh, like like fancy coats and stuff, and the Old World just doesn't have supplies to make that. So you're just constantly kind of making this big empire of ships going back and forth and it's pretty it's it's definitely a hectic game it's a game where i can't play it too long because i feel like i'm just spinning the plates running back and forth over and over Mm -hmm. and over but it's i like it a lot and it's all um it's all like uh historically accurate there's no like fantasy elements or anything right yeah 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 for sure well yeah i mean no no definitely um and as far as I know, the game, I believe, came out in 2019. But I, I mean, I know it came out in 2019, but I believe it was only on the Uplay store. And it very recently came to Steam. Maybe that's why uh, they're even having the sale. So it does yeah, a bunch, of, uh, a bunch of Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft games, they uh, came, over. came over to, yeah, like uh-huh. that, the Assassin's Creed game, that new Watch Dogs, a bunch of them came over. Yeah, so this does have four seasons of DLC, and I bought them all, and I don't think I've touched any of them yet. Um, I, I mean, they seem to add tons, but I, yeah, like I said, I haven't even gotten to any of them, so I just, I got a lot more game to, to explore. I, I'm on my second playthrough, I played, my started my first game. I probably played for like four hours or so, just kind of following the tutorial. But I 
didn't really get how the economy worked with like the the people being your 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 money and like happiness bringing the money up and stuff like that. I got to a point where I was just in the red and I could not get out of it. Uh, and then I restarted the game, but I knew enough where I got pretty much back to where I was in like an hour instead of four hours. So it really wasn't that big of a deal. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm super, super digging it. Looking forward to playing more. I've so always cool. heard of this franchise. I mean, this franchise has been going since 98. Yeah, um, I think their 25th anniversary or something, there uh, it was, someone was mentioning it. And they have games, yeah, all over the time. They have like an Anno 2333 or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all, all different the last times. last one was 2205. Or 25, yeah, maybe that. that yeah, um, I've never played any yeah. of them or really even heard about them before. I just kind of picked it up on a whim. Well, I was going to say, I've only ever heard the name Anno talked about in like the hushed tones of a niche a dedicated niche, you know, like there's certain people I feel like who are really into this particular city builder series, you know, a simulation series. Very, um, very nice looking game, you know, like all the, like I said, the different buildings, uh, they, they, I mean, they just look nice when you put them down, they have their own kind of, you know, just clutter that comes with them and you can just zoom in and see people walk in the street and stuff. And yeah, it's just a very aesthetically pleasing game. And you can play this multiplayer, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't done it, but yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. That I, sounds cool. My brother, I'm pretty sure, is really into these games. Um, or at least was into one of them, which kind of took me surprise, surprise, because he's definitely not a city builder guy. So, um, definitely some sauce to it. I feel like these games always have, like Flash said, like a niche um, <clears throat> audience, but as well, like, kind of like a mid to decent critic reception. Like, it seems like critics think that they're pretty good, but not anything too great. Um, who cares what critics think, though? I'm glad you're enjoying it. Right, them. yeah, think, the, those, those people who were then, or... like, super into them anyway, you know? Yeah. Cool. Anno. Anno 1800. Anno, you know what? Oh. Nice, dude. I dug it. I didn't. I was trying pretty hard there. Is that all you got, John? That's all I got. That's all he's got. Ah, no. Wow, that was a nice, tight roundtable. I'm hey. sure we're going to get a, such a similar roundtable from Vito this week, uh, who did not in fact, make it to Italy, like we alluded to last week. Right, uh, yeah. Instead, you've been... Uh, Preparing this round table. Screwing <laughs> off? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I was supposed to go away, um, but I didn't, because my flight got canceled, and then just a bunch of other bullshit. So we just decided to make it like a staycation instead. So I didn't, I didn't really get to play too many video games this week. But I have stuff from, I think I missed, like, the previous one, too. So um, I, have, I have some, some leftover stuff. Um, leftovers. Tell us about it. Heat them up. Speaking of heated up leftovers, uh, I want to talk about Pizza Tower. Um, and, and none of you guys have played this, right? No, but it's that hit new game that everyone is right. just yeah, randomly deciding to play. So I think I think I saw Kyle playing it in the Discord. 
And I'm definitely not like I'm never one to jump at a 2D or 3D uh, platformer. Um, I'm just I don't know. Historically, I'm just not really into those games. Maybe when I was like younger. Um, but this game just seemed like it had a lot of style and it was 15 bucks and uh, it was probably late at night and I impulsively bought it and I'm glad I did. Now, it has the style of like an MS Paint shitpost, basically. Yeah, so you actually joined the Discord and watched me play it, and you said, you asked if it was the newest meme game, and it really does look like that. Yeah, because the art style is like this like low-resolution 90s cartoon, yeah, like, kind of like shitpost, um, like some of the facial... Um, Facial expressions that the characters make, yeah, like like little shit posts and stuff. Hmm. Um, so it does look kind of like a meme, and the theme is like you know it's pizza themed, and you play as Pepino and Gustavo, who are like uh, you know like a, a a sort of creepy Mario Luigi. Um, uh-huh. But it's not a meme. This game's like really Legit. as solid as it, as it could be. It's just a full. It, it's fucking awesome. Honestly, and um, yeah, so so it's a two D platformer, and it is uh inspired by the Wario Land games, and that that you know they say that um so that's the clear inspiration. I never played those games. I don't even know what they entail. I mean, now I do because I played Pizza Tower, um, so I don't know how much is borrowed from those games, but the gameplay here is it's a two D platformer and the the movement is i don't know it's kind of inspired by like I, I would say like sonic the hedgehog where like you could hold the trigger and your guy will you'll, you'll just start sprinting and in that sprint you're kind of like invincible like any enemies you run into you'll just kill um but maintaining that sprint is hard just kind of like in, in sonic because like if you run into an object or you run into a wall you'll be staggered and you'll lose that speed and you'll have to like start again. So the game is kind of like it's a score attack platformer where you're trying to um get the longest combo you can if you're being, you know, sweaty about it. Um and keep your momentum. And uh each level has like two phases. And I think John was saying this is kind of like where the Warrior Land comes in. So the first stage, there's no timer. So you could go at your own pace if you want, and you're just kind of going through the level, and you're trying to get to the end of it. You're going to be killing enemies, looking for secrets on the map, picking up pizza toppings, and just trying to get a high score. And once you reach the end of the level, uh, the game you know exclaims that it's it's pizza time, and uh, a timer appears. <laughs> I don't. I don't really remember off the top of my the head. The game exclaims uh, that it's pizza time. It's and a timer it's, it's, it's pizza time, and everything just gets revved the fuck up. Like it just gets really intense. The music starts going crazy, and it's very stressful. And you have a certain amount of time to escape the stage, like via the way you came, basically. Um, so you want to go as fast as possible. It's basically like you're going through the level, and you're kind of, sort of memorizing the path. Um, I'm not, because I'm not that good, but um. Yeah, and then you're just trying to get out as fast as you can. And it's just really cool because, it, you know, if you have extra time and you get back to the start of the level, you could actually go through a portal and it will pop you back at the end and you could do it again if you think you can. 
So obviously that's risky, but you could get a lot more points. You could oh, okay. try to get that that S ranking or even that that P ranking. Um, for pizza? pizza, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh it's really fun. I'm enjoying it. Every level or every uh floor as you go up the pizza tower, they seem to add new uh gameplay mechanics that are really fun. Different like powers, you know, like um. I don't know what's a good example of one. Like you, some guy will throw you oh, like invisibility. a chicken oh. wing and that will, you know, you'll, you'll start floating around with uh, like uh, fire powers. Um, yeah, it, it, it's very cool. And there's also some really, really great boss fights. Um, yeah, I haven't beat the game yet, but um, um, you said you pick up pizza toppings. Are those like buffs or points or what? I, I think. I think from what I understand, like there are certain requirements to getting an S ranking. And mm. one of those might be to like pick up every pizza topping on the level. So mm. it's like tomato, cheese, mushroom, pineapple else. And then pineapple is the last one. Yeah. Which I, I strongly disagree with, but it's a video game. So it's fiction. <laughs> uh, pineapple is fine on pizza. I, didn't, I never understood the anti-hype. Right. Says the the white guy from Indiana. Um. Yeah. Well, you're a white talk- guy from New York. Um. My oh, name's my Italian. name's yeah, but I'm Italian. All my right. name's Vito. What Italians are white? I'm sorry to tell you. That. Whoa. All right. I guess you can make that call. <laughs> what the fuck? White guy from Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Who would know better than me? A, a straight, no, pure-blooded Hoosier. <laughs> uh, uh, I think. Go ahead. Uh. Well, just continuing. I was just gonna say that, like, the game has definitely has like a high skill ceiling if you want to get like super sweaty about it um like when i watch kyle is fucking awesome when i watch him play and you know, you know he's going to be good at a game like this this is like right up his alley and i think all of us have seen him play this game and he's trying to get the p ranking on every level um so he's he'll spend you know i mean i think I, i've seen him spend at least a couple hours trying to get a p ranking on one level and and to do that you have to combo through the entire level like hold a combo and basically that means that you have to keep killing enemies or breaking boxes um and just chaining that throughout the entire level and that's very hard to do and you you have to memorize the level at that that stage um so he's playing that way and that looks awesome and i'm just kind of playing at my own pace and i'm not really um you know i'm i'm, I'm pretty content getting b's and a's and i'm having a lot of fun so i think this game's cool for you know I wouldn't be intimidated by like the score attack. Like it's just a fun platformer. Um, yeah. What, uh, what were you gonna say, John? I think it would be fun afterwards when you're done with this game. If we set up an emulator and you did play the Wario Land games, yeah. While you you did mention the the time attack thing is, I'm not gonna say it's from, but it's inspired from Wario Land Four. It's what they do. I I mean, there's just so much more of this game. Uh, even like the pickups you you said, that's like a classic Wario uh, Land thing. Like a mm. like an enemy will hit you, and yeah, you'll either get like a, a zombie power or a bee will sting you, and his face will swell up, and that's how you like float. Use like a balloon right, power, yeah. very like similar. That. Um, even the level designs are very close. What this game does do, and it does obviously, it's his bread and butter. It's what really sets it apart. Where you can be like, yeah, it's its own game. Is that it? It cranks up the speed. You know, when you're when you're playing a normal Wario Land game, I mean, it's not. I mean, I would say it's even slower than like a like a Mario. You know what I mean? 
Mm. Uh, Wario's like a, a bulky character. You know, he does like a shoulder charge, his butt dives. He's not fast. Right. Um, but that's what makes this game cool is that, you, like you said, you can run through the entire level in one combo. Um, yeah. And the movement is, yeah, like you said, it's very fast and it's very fun. Yeah. Just u- using that sprint and all the other powers that you get in a level. Um, a little environmental you know, pathways and stuff. It, it, it's very, yeah, very fast. Oh, and a lot of, and I, I didn't play the game, but watching you, a lot of cool old, old school stuff, like, uh, you know, multiple secret areas and levels. Oh, and yeah. like pretty, pretty hidden ones too. Yeah. Lots of secrets. Um, there's a hub world that seems pretty obvious that the hub world, it's like, I imagine that you're going to get to the top of the tower and then you're going to have to escape the hub world because the hub world's built like a level. Um, right. So I'd be very surprised if that doesn't happen. Um, I yeah, have a it's question. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, what was the tone of the Wario Land games? Was it like very yeah, kind of cheeky and were they a little creepy? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't say they're creepy. Most of all, I mean, most of them was just uh, Wario would get like tricked out of his fortune in the beginning of the game, and then you'd get of it course. back. And then, well, they had like a cool thing where like each level, I'm thinking of the first two specifically, the third one, a little hazy. And then the fourth one, you're like hunting jungles and stuff. You're like raiding temples. The first two had this cool thing where each level had like a, um, like a secret door you could find. And in there, if you got enough coins in the level, you could buy like a secret treasure. And then at the end, when you beat the, like the lady, she was like a genie or she was like a, a, a lady who had a genie. If you beat her, it was it would tally up all the money you made and all the items you got, and it would score you by basing like it was like oh this is Wario's new house. So if you did like <laughs> shit, funny. it was like oh here's like a stick cabin. I remember if you got all of them, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you got like a fucking house on the moon or something or a castle on the moon. Uh, okay. Well, so yeah, well, but I in... think they, they got they got more silly as the the games went on. I guess as as Wario, I guess became more silly in the right the Nintendo canning all the like Wario wear and stuff. Wario wear. Yeah. I, I would say early on he's just like a like a mean Wario, but then like the third and fourth, and I didn't play the the Game Boy uh, or the GameCube game. But I think even in that one, he's more of like a silly, just greedy, I like uh, onion kind of guy, or garlic kind okay. of guy. Mm. My my follow up yeah, question was gonna be like, for for Vito, is Pizza Tower even though it's like clearly uh, an homage to to those games, um, is the tone like more, uh, less straightforward, less genuine? You mentioned creepy. Is it like more? Um, I, I mean, it really comes across like and, yeah, the art style just seems yeah, super tongue in cheek, uh, very wacky and like, um. You said like shit post, like a creepy pasta kind of thing. Like okay. it's kind of creepy. Like it creeps you out a little bit. Um, the art style, I, I think so. And also like, you know, the hub world when you're going through the pizza tower. Uh, first off, the soundtrack in this game is banging. Uh, it's just like That's 90s good. video game retro fucking hits. Um, but uh, yeah, going through the tower, there's like very creepy like castle music playing. Uh, I guess that's all. Uh, the vibe is is right. I, I really dig pictures it. of some of the, the power-ups yeah. you get in WarioWare by interacting with, like, different enemies. Right, like, yeah. will throw a cake at you and you'll get fat or... Yeah, yeah these are very got a little reminiscent bit of, of, of the Pizza Tower. Um, yeah, I would definitely check this out. Definitely 
I mean, I guess all of you really. Um, I, I was just looking at the. There's a, a wiki for the game. I didn't. I, I was just looking at it before the pod, so I didn't really get to read it up entirely. But it's funny because so there's a bunch of previous game. There's like a Pizza Tower like universe basically. Uh, the <laughs> oh, game. Wow. The game is by Tour de Pizza, and like there were previous games kind of in this universe. Um, the ones I'll mention is is one called Pizza Massacre. It's a 2D Resident Evil like game starring Peppino. It's the same character. All right, I like um, the continuity. And there's a game called Pizza Horror. It's an RPG like game made in RPG Maker and inspired by Earthbound. Of course. So I I thought that was uh, oh, and there's also a Pizza Tower Versus, uh, which I barely looked at so i couldn't tell you like what kind of game it is but yeah it's just some sort of um so why would you say that pizza tower has been the breakout hit do you think it's just because this is the I most think it's because it's a real yeah it's like a polished so actual video game on the steam store okay um i don't know how the quality of the other game but i thought it was, i just thought it was funny that these you know there's these characters cannon. have been around yeah there is a canon here it seems and yeah, there's also a like level editor, I think, for, for Pizza Tower. So yeah, that stuff's pretty cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed seeing that game being played. I, I think uh, I do need to play it at some point. Yeah. Maybe you like it. I don't know. Like I said, I, I didn't think I would like it, but I, I'm digging it. So maybe you'll like it too. Pizza Tower. Pizza Tower. It's pizza time. And it's like 15 bucks. But not anymore. It's time instead for the next topic on your roundtable. Yeah, um, I'll just mention that I bought a Steam Deck finally. Um, what? More like Steam Deck. Uh, no. Uh, no, actually. Steam, um, what the heck? <laughs> bro. Alright, I need everybody to just behave so I can get through this. Um, I've been holding out on getting one for a while just because... I I never really like to get like a the first generation of anything because I just always feel like as soon as I buy it the second one will come out, <laughs> um, you know. And I, I know the Steam Deck's like really really great. People are enjoying it, but I know that from you know it's it's bulky, it's super loud. I know the battery life is very poor, and um, it seems it's it's pretty amazing that it could run like most games but it, it does seem that like some newer games um the frame rates are less than desirable so you know i was a little worried about getting it's expensive so i was a little worried about getting it but man it just really fits a fucking uh a need in my life so i i just uh pulled the trigger and i bought one and it actually got delivered today but i haven't uh i haven't unboxed it or set it up yet because mm-hmm. it just got delivered but i'm really excited though because I'll be able to play games in my living room finally with no issues because I've been using the Steam Link and it just does not work the way you want it to work. You can't play anything that where you need to be precise because of uh, lag because, you know, you're streaming over the internet. So, right. I mean, I don't, I don't have the best internet speed, I guess. So maybe that's a me problem. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. So I could finally play some cool couch games with my girlfriend. Um, 
Obviously, I could take games on the go, which is not something that I really do in life. But, you know, if I'm on a plane, it'd be cool to have. But I'm just most excited about being able to play my Steam library in my living room, um, which is super sick. So, wherever you like. Yeah, you can play Wario Land wherever you like. I guess I could, right? Because there's, there's more functionality there, right? I could like oh, yeah. emulate shit. Yeah, so I haven't even thought about any of that. Um, but that would, yeah, that's, that opens up so many possibilities. Um, yeah, that is very, it's one of those things I would, I would love to get my hands on just to like have it, but I really don't have enough of a use case, like a need to play it, to play video games. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm treating myself a little bit because I don't have a huge, I, I, I'm curious about how much use I'll actually get out of it, but I am hoping that I will get a lot of use out of playing it in my living room, being able to play mm. games that I couldn't play before. Like I've tried to show my girlfriend certain games, even games like It Takes Two, which should be a great couch game. But when you're playing over the Steam link um, and it's, you know, if it even lags a little bit, which it does, then, you know, it's a lot of precise jumping and stuff like that. So um, it just feels bad. And, you know, you're, I'm trying to teach someone who doesn't really play video games, uh, you know, how to play video games. So that added lag doesn't help. So the Steam Link is going to be going to be super sweet. What are you uh, talking about? Home. She knows video games. She's a vampire survivor. She is a vampire survivor. She she unlocked everything in Vampire Survivors mobile, which blows my fucking mind because that game is hard as fuck on mobile. Like, I, <laughs> I am not even good on mobile. I don't even know how many times I've survived on mobile. Maybe that's um, where her power resides in mobile gaming, <laughs> like anything mobile. Well, you know, so like the Steam Deck will just empower her. Yeah, I'm looking to see. Yeah, how? Yeah, exactly how it does empower her. That she, she might be able to just hop in a game. You know, the thing about the mobile game, the Vampire Survivors, is that it's on her phone. She could play it whenever. She doesn't need me to like set anything up. And that game is the the mechanics of it are super simple. It's just right. one finger. So. Um, yeah, so that game was perfect. I mean, that's a great game and I'm so glad that she got into it the way that she did. So, you know, she's unlocked everything. So now I got to think of what the next game might be. And maybe the steam, the steam link will help in that regard. You know? Yeah. We'll see. Papers, please. Papers, please would be a good one. Yeah. But I was asking. Oh, uh, here you go. Uh, but that's, that's all I got for today. I, I, it's funny, like, um, every now and then I'll have nights where I'm like looking through and I'm like, oh man, I really want to get this. Do I want to get this? And I'll like, kind of like do like a quick cost benefit analysis. And I literally spent like an hour looking into whether I, I wanted to finally pull the trigger on the steam deck the night before mm. you posted that you bought one. It was very <laughs> weird that our brains were. So now you're not going to get one like out of spite like or something. Um, yeah. Hatred and spite. <laughs> No, I decided to hold off just to take care of some other um, large financial things happening in the next few months in my life. Nothing signi- nothing crazy, and I can your, handle yeah, it. Just, your, your, your habits. Your, yeah, your my, my vices addictions. and the horrors and such. Um, yeah. It definitely does not. I, I know it really doesn't hard. have a use case. It's not something that's going to be used often. It is a luxury purpose for, uh, purchase for sure. And also the pricing structure, like, just, you know, really bites you in the ass because I would love to have just got the cheapest one, but it's like, oh, yeah. well, I kind of want that S- SSD. 
And then it's right. like, okay, well, if you get the lowest one with the SSD, then you're not going to get that anti-glare glass. You know, you just, I ended up buying oh, the, for the sure. highest, I would, highest one. Just that's what I would do too. Fuck it. I'm going all in. I might as well. But uh, yeah, it's a hard, it's definitely a hard purchase to make. It's a hard purchase to make. Not because I don't, I, I mean, I, I do have use cases for it, but it's like, I don't know, man, it's almost $700. That's not too much less than how much I put into this computer when I bought it. And I have, I like my computer and it, it works well, you know? So like, are those three or four times a year that I travel for work and in a hotel for a few nights worth $700 of consumer tech? Probably exactly. not for me right now. It's right. like, I, I, w- I would be able to afford it, but I know I shouldn't. So I decided not to buy it for now. Yeah. But I'm glad you got it. And, and I'm excited to see your journey on it. Uh, I think that one thing you should look into is emulation and stuff. Because that's one of my biggest use cases is I would love to play like my emulator games. Oh, yeah. No, it handheld. definitely will. That, that You guys mentioned it. I mean, you know, like I said, this is this is mainly probably for use playing in the living room with my girlfriend. And she does have experience playing like with her younger brothers, like, you know, uh, Nintendo Wii games and stuff. And or whatever, like Super Smash Brothers and shit. So yeah, I, I would definitely be interested in emulating games like that that she's familiar with that aren't on the Steam store. Or just okay. games for myself. Steam Deck and Pizza Time. Is that all you got this week, Vito? It's Pizza Tower. Um, yeah, that's it. Cool. It's a pretty good week for uh, little old Vito, despite not being able to go to Italy like you really wanted to. Uh, but we're glad to have you here. We didn't think you were going to be around this this podcast even though i said at the top that um you're only here you want me out here. of a complete uh legal obligation that i'm still trying to work my way around uh but Make we'll see that yeah we'll see it's how things go next contract week. signed in blood pal yeah something like that next on my list i think if i'm reading this correctly greg hello i'm sure you've got some updates for us you're still playing I- like a dragon ishin right I am. I actually beat it. I beat it the other Whoa, day. You beat it. I, didn't, I actually didn't realize that. That's crazy. Yup. I uh, I beat it uh, the other day. Uh, it was a uh, was very good. It now was, it was, You don't it have was to up. spoil it for us, but I got to say I'm really curious to see how uh, Samurai Kiryu ends up on the Millennium Tower. Uh so he does end up <laughs> in Japan's version of Millennium Tower. <laughs> And I actually, because okay, you don't start at the bottom, but in the middle of the fight, or you start at like the middle, like at the final boss fight, you start in the middle of the tower, and you start fighting, and all of a sudden there's a cutscene, and you and the other guy stare at each other while you walk up the stairs to the roof, like on separate stairways. It's pretty cool. Like, like you guys like locked eyes as you ascend the whole way. As you, yeah, as you're both running up the stairs. <laughs> It was, Why uh, is there a tower? There's always a tower. That's always where the final there's, battle takes There's just always a tower. There's it just manifests. Yep. Uh, but yeah, dude, it was. I, I enjoyed it. I uh, hold on. Let me grab my list real quick. I'm looking at. Yeah, uh, most. I don't know about most or even every, but like it's a bit in Yakuza where the game has to have a climax on the top of a very large. Oh tower. Uh, yeah, I know. The the Kiryu fights some mob boss on the roof of the uh, yep. Millennium Tower, which has always contested the property. Uh, you know who owns it? 
like the only game that I played that that doesn't happen in is Yakuza Zero because that whole game is about the building of the Millennium Tower. Right. And they're usually shirtless because you got to get the big dragon tattoos on the back. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's how you know it's a serious fight. That's how uh, you know but yeah, I've, I've played every Yakuza game, uh, or almost everyone. Uh, I have, I've haven't played uh, Lost Judgment yet. That's the next one on my list, most likely. Um, but this one, I would put this between uh, two and zero for how much I liked it. Which uh, ooh, that's pretty high. Uh not really. That's kind of low from the other ones. My favorite ones, I really that goes from the highest to lowest. Uh, seven, six, one, five, two, uh, judgment, zero, four, then three, three being the, uh, least like one. Interesting. But this one pretty up there. I like the mini games a lot. Uh, I like, I'm like combat. thrown by how low zero is in your ranking. I've played most of them. Don't get me wrong. Now, I played zero, one, two, and while seven, they're low, but... that doesn't mean they're bad. It's just, I like that story. Oh, no, better. I mean, uh, that's usually how it ends up. I yeah. haven't had a bad Yakuza experience yet, I think. I think I think off the top of my head. Cool. Enjoy, I enjoy it. Highly recommend. Recommend it for all. Cool. Uh, cool. Let's see. What else? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I played a demo today that just came out actually an hour ago. Or like two hours ago, I guess. Uh, Resident Evil 4? The, the demo for it? How did you already nice. play that? How it's, long is uh, it? Uh, you, it's like uh, like thirty minutes. Okay. Um, I didn't even know. Quick. I just saw on I just saw on Twitter. I was like scrolling through, and it was like, "Oh, the chainsaw demo is available now. Download it." So I went and took a look, and it was on there. Uh, and you basically play through uh the first part of the game where like the with the village fight. Mm. Uh, that game's fucking sick, dude. Uh, the new game, the, the like the new updated version of it, uh, of Resident Evil Four, pretty fucking badass. Uh, it's good to there hear. was there was a lot of like tiny little details I really liked. Uh, like Leon, when he, I was like shooting enemies, enemies would get like close to me, and Leon would do this that that stupid thing he does in uh like the the shows or like in the animated movies where he holds the gun sideways really close to him and starts blasting at him. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, dude, he just he does. Okay. It's basically they just brought his animated up uh, from the animated movie or series. They took That's that silly. Leon and just brought him over to four. It was pretty cool. New place, new new area. It looks that game looks fucking gorgeous. Uh, they actually the intro they made it so Leon doesn't just walk into some random dude's house and gun him down. Uh, they give him kind of a reason to you know do that. When does that so game release? That releases the end March of the month. March 24th. Wow, that's uh, much sooner than I thought. I, yeah, I'm not going to lie, Greg. When you told... And I told Greg this. When he told me that he played the demo, I was, like, shocked. Because I was like, I didn't realize that was even a thing. And that yeah, already, neither did I. I, I thought it came it. out at the end of the Capcom showcase, which was only, like, a couple hours before we started recording. I didn't even know there was a Capcom showcase. Yeah, they were just showing off, like, the stuff we already knew about, just more. Oh, of it. so no outbreak or Dino Crisis? No, then I don't care. No. Uh, Primal. The, oh, I do. I, I'll probably get that. I think that'll be cool. Dinos. 
I like. Yeah, dinos. that's cool though. Um, uh, but yeah, kinda, dude. We've... Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say like uh, they the those. There's a few things in there that are uh, like they, there's a few things that have changed. Um, I had did wasn't able to do any of the parry stuff. I did see the chainsaw guy for only a few minutes though. The uh, the whole village fight maybe it's because it was a demo, but it did feel a little short. Like I only just started like laying into the chainsaw guy, and the bell started ringing, and everybody left. Hmm. But uh, a cool how long thing, has it though, been since you've uh, played that game? The original. I'm one. sorry. One more time. How long has it been since you played Resident Evil 4, the original one? Uh, like two years, I think. Okay, yeah, recent enough. I was going to say that I remember yeah, my last it time playing it. I was, I, on my last time playing, which was a couple years ago, maybe even around the same time, I remember even on the original version, like, being, like, surprised, like, wow, that village section did not last as long as my memory said it did. Yeah, I, I really remember it <clears throat> being, like, pretty long. Yeah. But this, yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it quick enough, I guess. Uh, one cool thing I did like, though, is when the bell started ringing, it wasn't a cutscene right away. So everyone was, like, stopping, dropping their weapons, looking up. I was just shooting them. <laughs> just shooting the people. And then the cutscene played, and they started walking away. And you just kept going, bingo, 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 with every yeah, he does, bingo. He, does, bing, he, does make, he does make the stupid bingo bit. I hope like, everything is just as campy. I, I hope it doesn't uh, retain like Yes, that. I can say that, because Leon... So in the middle of the fight, and I noticed it at the end, really, is Leon kept making these like dumb little noises uh, every time he would punch or hit enemies. Like, he'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then he'd... Uh, when He he's, like started just making like stupid, like, uh, just stupid noises he would make. Ada! Like he'd sm- like make like a, like a smirk or like a... Like he'd click his tongue or something like that. <laughs> funny dude funny dude that leon that leon s kennedy <laughs> that's camp uh but yeah, i played I the um oh go ahead sorry i i, I did a run of re4 uh not long ago and um the while the the village section is like time variable depending on how good you are or what particular set of things you choose to do like you can draw it out a little bit if you choose to especially if you're trying to get like the El, Sa- El Salvador treasure from his body. Um, but it, I was, I'm still impressed by the size and length of the game. Uh, it oh, yeah. is a long game. Uh, and so I'm very excited to have all of that content just like with a new coat of paint. Um, uh, it's definitely it's, like, more than so a good, coat of but, paint. Like, um... yeah. And if there's even more stuff, then like I hope they don't take anything away. I hope it's all just like the same, if not more. Uh, like I used to when I started at like that the beginning house. Uh, like I had to get a key to go into the basement, and I found like a bunch of uh, like shit down there. Oh, okay, so they mess around with it. All right. Yeah, that the uh the way to the village was like uh, it was more it was more like fleshed out and uh looked really like messy and overgrown. It was very cool. Very cool. Uh, also, I do have some sad news. the The doggo was dead in the uh, what? in the bear what trap. What the fuck? I, I, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a bummer, man. Huey, whatever the fuck Huey. that dog's name. Huey got skewed. Huey got skewed, dude. <laughs> Yo, I mean, I've kind of poo pooed on this remake in the sense that, like, my whole thing the entire time has been, why would they remake Resident Evil Four? The game doesn't need a remake. That yeah. being said. 
Very I'm true. I'm excited for this, and I think I'm going to buy it. Um, I'm definitely going to buy it. I, I, I love, I love Resident Evil 4. You, I guess you are like a big hypocrite. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of a... I'm kind of a cuck. Yeah. A cap I'm, cuck. I am, I'm I am, gonna get it. I, I mean, Resident Evil 2 Remake cuck. was like the sickest fucking thing ever. Yeah, so, it was yeah, great. If this is as good, then I, I definitely want this. When I and I have not lad, played the game as recent as you guys. When I was a young boy, I played Resident Evil 4 so, so many times. I, like, I played that multiple. Uh, my dad bought me a, a limited edition uh, chainsaw control, GameCube controller. <laughs> That uh, was impossible to play video games with, but it looked cool. Damn, that's right. Right. Yeah, it's Great one game. of my top five favorite yeah. games. Definitely, definitely, definitely would agree with that. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see all the, uh, all the new, the new bits and bet pieces. Because when you think about it, Capcom has really yet to fail with a a remake. Even RE3, which was the weakest so far, was still like a good fun game. It's pretty good. I liked it. I thought it was great. You know, up to the the predecessor. I'm uh, I I'm I think Capcom's been while they did suck for a good while. I think they're I think they've been on a good a good streak so far. So agreed. So keep at it. Cool, Capcom. Um, Nice one this time. Yeah, and the last thing I got to talk about, uh, I watched a movie. I don't I don't get I don't get to do that that often. I watched uh Blade Runner uh 20 whatever 47 the 49. newer one 2049 the newer one 2049 yeah that one Have you seen the original? Yeah, did you see I have the original not one? no. Oh, oh I okay. watched that. I saw the I saw the second one first also and then I saw the original one recently on an airplane I think. I love the original one. I haven't seen the uh, 2049 yet. 2049 sick, Greg. Um Awesome yeah, I, I like both, but the second one might actually edge out the first for me. It's yeah, just I, got I a really great, liked great it. atmosphere. Yeah, dude, yeah. I dug the the whole atmosphere of the place. Uh, the intro I, scene with Dave Bautista, AAA uh, actor. You know what's funny is I was watching you in Knoxville, and he showed himself, and I said, oh my god, where's Vito at this moment? Or I said something <laughs> like that. We're talking about Alien. Good. That, was yeah, like, that was like his first like breakout role, I, I think. Dude, no, I, I thought though I thought he was cool in it. I mean, Drax. You know, he was he was only in the beginning, but Drax right. is before Drax that. Is... Oh yeah, twenty fourteen versus twenty seventeen. Oh okay, my bad. Yeah, but okay, but that was his first role where everyone was like, people oh, were shit. like, where oh, he, he was act. Uh, he, 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 he could act, act. Yeah. whatever. Whoa, Sapper Morton. I just yes. that. I did, that sounded like I just went and looked that up, but <laughs> that's actually the character's name. Uh, I, I rewatched that. That's I really didn't like. With ha- parts with Harrison Ford, I thought they were like weird, but uh, it was like fan service stuff. I mean, oh, he's yeah. part of the plot, but it, de- it definitely like fan service. Gotcha. Yeah. But other than that, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty decent movie. I mean, it's funny you say that about Harrison Ford because um, people who are familiar with like not only Blade Runner the original, but his career uh, trajectory in in later years. This is probably the most it seemed that he is that he had um, tried <laughs> in his roles for like a while. This was like um, like Star Wars. It really felt like he was phoning it in. Indiana Jones. Let's not even talk about what's going on with that. But um, him as uh, Deckard in twenty forty nine, it actually seemed like he was playing the character again, which is 
unusual for these later years of yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna lie um like i said i haven't seen i haven't seen blade runner 2049 but i'm, I'm kind of surprised that you guys are saying that it feels like fan service having him in there with just the context i have from really liking the original blade runner like it i don't know i, I can't imagine blade runner 2 that doesn't have him and i'm not saying that in like a you know a fan service sense but i, I nah, gotta I'm, see the I'm, movie I, maybe my I mind will change i was talking about out of my ass a little bit Maybe when I watch the first one, I'll definitely uh, I'll I'll, I'll feel about it. I don't know. Right. I'm just kind of like, all right, dude, whatever. I think I'm definitely. I think I did what like the second one more than the first. Um, the first one was cool, and obviously it's like super uh, influential. Influential, yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, it's really that's it's really all I got about to say about that movie. I'm not a uh, okay. I'm not a man of words, many words. I just say it's good, good or not. Um, it's fun. You you recommend it though? I recommend it. Cool. It was three hours, which kind of you know, that kind of killed me a little inside. Or it was like two yeah. forty eight or something like that. I I've been um, waiting for the right opportunity to watch that movie. When I got home and saw you guys watching it, I popped in for like two minutes, but you guys were already two hours in. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch the start of this movie here. Understandable. I saw it twice in theaters. Nice. <laughs> I can't imagine being in a movie theater for like three hours. All right. Great. Over three hours because with all the previews. Jesus. Is that all you got, Greg? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. We will do a quick little me and then we'll move on to a breaky break. I think I can do. I think I can get this done in 10, 15. Go, go, go. Uh, first off, everybody should know that the Oscars are this Sunday. Uh, what are your What are your Oscar picks? Per- <laughs> well, Banshees of Inisherin. Sharon. Uh, weird. Uh, is that the one where last Tower. year Will Smith slapped the fuck out of uh, uh, Chris <laughs> Rock? <laughs> yes, that did yeah, happen at I the heard, Oscars last year. I heard they're having him back. They're going to have him back, dude. The man. All right, what's going to happen this year? Someone's I heard. I heard that Chris cool. Rock is going to get to slap Will Smith. Actually, All this right. time, right? It's gonna be like well, a he's been complaining, he's been crying about it for like a year. So why not? Uh, per- personally, I'm kind of torn between what I think is gonna win more Oscars: either Top Gun Maverick or uh, Avatar: The Way of Water. I mean, that's you know, that's Goliath versus Goliath. You know, forget about David. Like, there's there's two monster movies that are going at each other back to back. Um, Those are the only two movies uh, that are that, that have come out last year. Well, I don't know about the only two movies, but there's on only one two hand, movies with triple uh, A actors, right? You have James Cameron on the one hand, and you <laughs> have right. Tom Cruise on the other. Like I, I don't know. All right, yeah. well, uh, I, I like I'm more of a, shit, but... I'm more of a James Cameron guy, so I think that Way of Water is looking at somewhere around ten to fifteen Oscars. But um, Top <laughs> Top Andy. Gun, I think. You know, maybe I, not, maybe nine to fourteen, just a little bit less I, than Way of Water, but still very high up there. Now, I think that you know, oh, this th- is those will bit. be those Never will mind. be those will be very close. But you're forgetting about the write-in vote, and I think that uh, hmm. viewers hmm. are absolutely going to write in for the Lord of the Rings Amazon television show because ah. you know it is a television show, but it might as well show. be a movie. It might as well be a movie because Lord of the Rings is a movie, right? And mm. uh, that that will definitely win. So mark my words, 
uh, Lord of the Rings, the Amazon series, by will, will definitely pretzels. win Best Picture. By eight pretzels while watching Lord of the Rings, the Amazon show. Eight, eight pretzels. Right. Okay. Wow. Yeah, this is this is big. But I mean, Vito has a point. It is the write-in vote, so they can write in whatever they want. Uh, it might be a yeah. move. It might be a show about the be... movies, but the the fans, you know, the fan is all the fan is the customer, right? And the customer is always right. Exactly. This is what it was like when you were captured in Vietnam and uh, captured by <laughs> the Viet Cong, and they poked at you with bamboo stakes. Nah, uh, all memes aside, I, I know me and Vito have, have talked pick? about um, on cinema <laughs> quite a bit. This Sunday is the on cinema Oscar special. I'm kind of excited to watch one of these live for the first time. I've watched some of the earlier Oscar specials, and I liked them, but there's always just a little bit missing when you're, like, watching an Oscar special for, like, Dude, always seeing something live is way better. But, but, but here's the deal. I'm very upset because I really want, I've been, I wanted, I've been looking forward, like, all year, or since we finished all the on cinema, to watch my first live, and it happens that I have something that day, Um, so I'm gonna miss it. But it's funny because, like, after like the first Oscar special, I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but it does not matter that any of them are live. Um, Am I wrong? Like they don't refer to what's happening in the Oscars at all. The you, first one I felt like you, did kind of. I think you were literally incorrect, but you're spiritually correct, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like 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 metaphorically or like it doesn't matter what's actually going on in the real Oscars. You're right, but they do refer to it. I mean, it's still. Okay. I, I can't recall them like actually referring to or commenting on what's happening in real time in the Oscar. They kind of just. I, I recall a couple specials where they're just doing their own thing entirely, completely isolated from the actual Oscars. But maybe I'm uh, misremembering. But still, you know, it, it's a live show, so it's going to be better live, of course. You know oh I mean? yeah. No, I, I'm. I'm. I, yeah, I'm jealous. Enjoy. Do you have a pick for best picture? You mean of, aside from the seen? aside from the meme like one? Your, aside from the write in vote. Like a real one? Um, <laughs> yeah, a real one. I'll be honest. Uh, bad buzz is oh, good. I'm gonna say bad movie watcher. Have not seen any of the best picture nominees. You haven't seen <laughs> any of these? You didn't see everything everywhere all at once? No, it's on the list. Say, that, that is the the buzz movie right now, right? And I I think it was great. Uh that you got Top Gun Maverick, Banshees of Ian Sharon, uh, Avatar. I think Banshees is too. Movies that don't matter. I think Banshees is too indie and not impactful enough to win Best Picture. Um, my guess, uh, honestly, and I, I haven't seen these movies. Just a gambling man. Everything, er- everywhere, all at once, or Tar. I didn't see Tar. I didn't either, but it felt, uh, from what I know of yeah, it, I, like I Oscar bait. Uh, I've heard it's good. Right, right. Yeah, and on, I'm not saying it's not good, but. You know, it is I the kind of movie that wins the best picture. Everything, everywhere. Uh, but I, as for real news, so I'll, I'll let you guys know how the Oscar special goes. But as for real subjects, I should say, not news. Um, I've gotten about 12 hours into Hogwarts Legacy. Congratulations. You're a wizard? Which means I'm like you right on the other wizard? side of the tutorials for the most part, I think. I just got my broomstick and talent points in my last session. Jeez. So um, a little behind John's mom. Yeah. Like way behind John's mom. Oh, way, behind way behind John's mom for sure. Yeah. Blown out. Blown the fuck out. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, There's a few things that are annoying me, but I'll, I'll focus on the good first. Uh, really cool Hogwarts. I mean, it 
it it pretty much nails the atmosphere of a magic school. Um, you know, John was talking last week or the week before about how his mom was spotting all the things and recognizing all the references, and that was me over the last 12 hours playing it. <laughs> um, That's nice. The story is, like, very whatever, almost to when we just skip through the cutscenes level, but, like, not, I don't know. It's not It's not offensive, but it's there's nothing going on there, there that's that's that interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, no, I agree. It's just it's it's there enough where like they're talking, not making me angry, but I'm not reading it. Hey Tom McCart, like the dialogue stuff, I was like, it's just stupid. Like taking away right. from the game. Harry Potter, it's just like I feel like a complete neutral for me. It's not taking away entirely and not offensive, yeah. There. Yeah. Um I did have one pedantic nerdy point about the story to make though. Um I I think that doing the self-insert protagonist is the only choice they could have made for a Harry Potter game and is a big reason why it's so successful. But it also bugs me because this is like a, a game that would have a better story if it was focused on a central protagonist that had a backstory and stuff. You, pretty much all you know that. about who you are is that you're some dude who has access to ancient magic and you're dropped into your fifth year of Hogwarts. And John, John's quite a bit further ahead of me, and he kind of already told me this, that, like, you don't really learn anything about who you are. And it's, like, it's kind of weird contextually in the story because your character pretty much has the knowledge of the world that you would have if you had seen the Harry Potter movies. Like, they know it's you, like, this generation that's playing it. And so, like, your character feels like somebody with that knowledge, so... Whenever stuff happens that happened in the movies, like he's seen it, he's shown a spell that happens in the movies, or he sees a monster or whatever, he just kind of like knows about it, and like it's not yeah, not surprised like, oh, about cool. it. When something not happens like, yeah, that's yeah. like new or like wasn't in the movies, that's when he's like the new wizard. He's like, oh, what is this? <laughs> Whereas if they so, had like, like a, supposed to be like a like a fifth year, you know, coming in. They, they they never I guess and maybe I just completely missed it or maybe there's some you know little light story you have to read or something but like I was in the fifth year but they never tell you if you just you know woke up one day and you had magic um, or if your parents were magic and you didn't and then you got it because like you you seem weirdly familiar with the wizarding world but also completely unfamiliar like nothing shocks you the way you think it would like if you were a normal human right. and you were like wow, I just seen someone do magic. But also you're like, oh, what is, uh, what's this game you're playing? Right. And, you know, it's some normal wizard game. Or you meet someone who's like a fa from a famous wizarding family and you're like, oh, I've never heard of you. You know, like a thing right. that Harry would say when like clearly like you're not Harry. Like you're somebody who is in the know somewhat. You're are, So are you not a Muggleborn? You don't know. You don't know. You like, literally oh, never addressed no. it. Okay. It, it, it goes that uh, far into the self-insert thing where like it, you literally know nothing about who you are from before the moment the game starts. And I don't think you ever learn anything. Can't believe they don't, you don't learn any more about little wizard Vito. <laughs> Dude, I know, right? Well, I was going to say, that kind of puts it in... I, I can almost understand why it ends up feeling weird because that puts it in a strange position. In the books and movies... Um, the wizarding world is like ludicrously unhelpful about explaining things to Muggleborns. Yeah. So like they just have to figure 
it the fuck out for themselves. Ask I see. You know, for I ask for, I see exactly. <laughs> for obvious reasons, maybe like there is nothing of offensive nature in this game as far as that's concerned. Like not even contextually. The, the subject of mudbloods, muggleborns, and who's not a muggleborn is at least so far in my experience never approached. I don't even think okay. they use the word muggle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe wow. they said it once in passing or something. I don't know. Yeah. I know they used a different, I think, I think in the lore, they used a different term up to a certain point and then it be- turned into muggle. Well, still not like even that. that. It's not like they, okay. yeah, I don't know, they yeah. haven't done anything. But to be fair, but then so at like, least in my gameplay experience so far, I'm never in a situation where I'm around muggles. Like you're, you're just completely in right. the wizarding world. But then that makes it sort of make sense because if, if they're not explaining who you are and, um, there's the pre-existing knowledge that nobody explains shit in the wizarding world. Your character kind of has to just already know stuff and not be surprised by things and just kind of has to have like book reader level knowledge of yeah. of the the wizarding world. Right. Uh, what's another good thing? The open world is... Um... You know, I I think there's a lot of buzz about how the open world isn't anything too special. And while I agree with that, like the structure of side quests and such is pretty standard stuff. There's things on the world you can go to and interact with. It's working a lot for me. I'm enjoying flying around the open world and exploring and um, especially like the stupid little freaking collectibles. I'm, I'm getting pretty into like trying to find those <laughs> using Revelio to like pinpoint the location of a field guide page. So stuff like that. Um, I, I agree. That's good. Yeah, it's mostly all it's, working it's not for like me. A, it's not like a Red Dead where you're going around the map and you know every few minutes you're going to have this crazy, unique encounter and like, oh, I didn't know that could happen. It's not that kind of open world. It's it's your more traditional kind of open world where it has just a bunch of little side quests, little things you can do on it. And you go over, you do them, you move on. It's just it's a really really fun setting to live in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, it's like if uh, you know, as a guy who doesn't like the Assassin's Creed games, if there's an Assassin's Creed game that was about a world that was just really fun to play around in and not like ancient Greece or whatever. Um, but it's better than Assassin's Creed. Although those, the, the Assassin's Creed worlds are like so lovingly rendered and that is, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But as a per, if you are someone who's like into historical cities and, you know, architecture and cultures and stuff like that, it's, it, I'm sure it's amazing. Yeah. Um, the only other super positive I want to highlight so far is I'm actually really enjoying the combat system. Again, maybe not anything too special, but it's got a right amount of um, uh, what's the word? It's got a right around of right amount of magic going on. I should say that makes it feel really good. Some stuff going on with like parrying and deflecting. Um, a lot of different spells that you can mix and, ma- mix and match to make different kinds of action RPG style combos. Um, it's f- it's especially as I get more and I'm getting more tools in my toolkit, it's starting to feel more and more fluid, fast, and frenetic, and I'm I'm really enjoying the combat. Probably if cool. I were to like nail a single bit about the game that isn't just the experience of exploring Hogwarts, that's the highlight so far. Um I don't I forget if John touched on this last time. How is the music in the game? Um I don't know. It's whimsical. They have some of the classic, you know, they when you get certain collectibles, it gives you, you know, the. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, take same, enough I, don't mean, I don't know, not, not as caliber or not high caliber as yeah. the movies, but the same kind of tone. I haven't really noticed, I haven't really developed a specific thought on the music, track. which I think tells me that it's fine, but maybe not remarkable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Serves a purpose. Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's music that like, yeah, I, and there's no track that has popped off to me that I'm like, oh yeah, it's this one. All right. But, uh. But there's, there's, I think there's good um, overall sound design. I think there's yeah. a lot of cool sounds going on in the castle when you're walking through. Uh, I would, yeah, I would hope so. That's nice. Surprisingly, even with all the you know caveats I said about the story, there has been one or two really cool cinematic moments that I like cool ass cutscenes. Like uh, the very first cutscene, um, John. I, I'm just referencing you because I don't actually want to say what happens. But when the thing happens and you're falling from the sky, that was actually got me kind of hyped. Oh, that was pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. It was a good start. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to drag this out too long, but I'm going to point out a few annoying things that aren't super detracting from my gameplay experience and you've probably already heard about, but I just got to mention it. I fucking, fucking hate how every single time I go near a flu station, the lady is like, oh, you don't believe how terrible travel was before I discovered flu powder. This game like doesn't have a great handle on how annoying it can be to like just have a thing in your code where if player near this, then generate this line because the player goes near that a lot and they hear that line a lot. There's actually a mod yeah. to remove that. I was looking at the mods. Uh, I might install that. Um, that and then uh, I think based on what I've heard, it's going to happen to me more and more, but I have had a few of the situations where I'm walking around exploring, trying to do something, and my character keeps telling me what to do. Like, just ah. just let me hang out. Just let me figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like I said, minor nitpicks. Overall, 12 hours in. I'm glad I'm playing it. I would recommend it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to play it after this podcast. This is the, you know, highest hallmark I can give a game that I'm currently playing, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's good. Shoot. I think that about does it for me. And that about does it for the first half of the podcast. We will be back in just a few moments to give Flask a little bit of spotlight on some things that he's done in the last week and then cover the news. There's been some of it in the last week. Things. All right, we'll be back. I'll be right back. Yeah, I'll be right back too after these short messages. Are you feeling tired, depressed, angry? Are you hungry? Yeah. Are you sad? Are you cold? Are you cold? Is the light on too? Is the light on too much? Are things just getting you down? Are people just a little bit more annoying than they used to be? Any new smells? I don't really have a destination for this bit. You are tired. You are cold. You are hungry. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm cold. I'm hungry. I'm shooting a man in the sky. Nothing makes sense. Welcome back, everybody. Flask, 
Hi. What have you been up to in the last week or so? Uh, well, oh, um, by the way, Vito, you weren't here last time. You didn't listen to the last podcast podcast episode. I don't think I did. No. Okay. I just wanted to real quick. Um, I talked about a show called Poker Face last week. I won't go into it because you can just listen to last week's episode if you want. But that that is a recommend. I would say, especially for you, maybe watch your girlfriend. It's it's on uh, Peacock, starring Natasha Leone, Poker Face. It's uh, a comedy. Yeah, it's like a comedy mystery show. Uh, I'm hearing that it's, Peacock it's a lot has of fun. some great comedies. Never, I've literally never heard of the show Poker Face. Yeah, yeah, because cool. they're like NBC's uh, streaming service, and NBC likes comedies. You know, right, right. Um, I'm at, I'm but yeah. mid uh, community right now. I've never seen the show before. Oh, okay, that's a good show. That's a funny show. Oh, I'm liking it a lot. I think it's great. Um, but yes, yeah, I recommend that oh. to you and maybe watch with your girlfriend. It would be a good one. Sick. Um, just I made me think of that because I watched the first episode of Mandalorian season three on Disney. Um, yeah, uh, it sucked real bad. <laughs> episode one of season three was not good. Um, very lame, very like. Dog, you need you need like an intervention or something because I was pretty certain you talked about how you were just done. Now you're well, back so on the wagon. I was because pretty fucking, much out, and, and then Andor, Andor pulled me back in, in. Yeah, by get, being actually really good. Um, so your little brain me. thought somehow that would translate to Mando season three. Well, your stupid, I, stupid brain. <laughs> <laughs> I think season one of Mandalorian ended up being all right. Season two, I actually personally thought was more fun than season one. A lot of people have the alternate opinion. Um, but I was like, I'm willing to, to, you know, try Mandalorian season three. But after this first episode, there's no way I'm watching the rest. Done, it's just, yeah. it was lame as hell and just badly written. Very like, I don't, it's not even for children. It's just like basic as fuck. I don't know how to describe it. It's mm-hmm. so dumbed down. Anyway. Um, I want to touch on a couple of comic books, actually. Um, okay. Comic book recommendations. Uh, as part of the new slate of DC films that was announced, as you guys may recall, um, there's going to be a Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow film. And uh, it turns out that that's based on a popular limited series run of the same name, Woman of Tomorrow. That ran from uh, 21 to 22. So pretty pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Um, eight issue series. I decided to read it because of the positive buzz I heard about the comic. And the fact that, oh, they're making a very recent run into the Supergirl movie, you know. Um, it's written by Tom King. And I've liked other stuff he's done. Especially uh, one I think definitely check out if you at all want to is... Um, his book, uh, Rorschach, from a couple of years back, which was an actually well done political thriller set in the Watchmen universe, surprisingly was actually good. Um, wouldn't expect a Watchmen, you know, quote unquote sequel to be any good, but yeah, he he's a he's a pretty good writer. Um, so check that out if you want, Tom King. But as for Supergirl, Woman of, Woman of Tomorrow, um, the art is beautiful. Uh, Bilkis, Evely, and Matt Lopez do the do the art. And the premise of the book is basically 
the premise of True Grit. If you guys are familiar with either of the movies, True Grit. Yeah. Uh, it's basically True Grit in space with Supergirl mm-hmm. as the Brewster Cogburn role, which is a fun angle. Um, but that so that also means it's sort of a deeper and more conflicted Supergirl than we're generally accustomed to. Um, which wouldn't necessarily be a good thing, but in this case, I think it works. Especially with how uh, her origin is sort of uh, revised, uh, expanded here, giving her a reason to uh, be more haunted than, than Superman is. Um, that's also sort of my problem with the book, because like, everything about Supergirl reads like like we have something to prove about her. That she's like more tragic than Superman or like more multifaceted or something. Um, She also says swear words (laughs) a lot, you know, which is like a (gasps) Supergirl saying swear words. Um, So much that it kind of feels performative. Um, And a little bit like desperate to, to prove something about her. But hopefully a film adaptation would retain the tone, the vibrancy uh, you know, the the feats and all that multifacetedness of Supergirl's character without, you know, kind of nervously talking her up all the time. But there's a lot of good stuff there and still recommend for me. Many good moments. Um, like ones where, you know, she shows her compassion and her strength. And I do think the overall direction of this characterization of Supergirl is a, a worthwhile one. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing it on screen. I think it'll be sort of like a, It'll feel a little bit Guardians of the Galaxy-ish on screen. Cool. Um, and I cool. also want to wholeheartedly recommend uh, another book that's admittedly more straightforward. It's uh, uh, Fantastic Four Full Circle from a few years ago. Um, written and illustrated by Alex Ross. Uh, although he's he, it's penciled instead of his usual painting style. If you know any... Alex Ross work, you know, that he's he has this amazing painted style, you know, Kingdom Come. Um, he's yeah, he's he's been at, at it for years and he's his style is gorgeous. And this book is gorgeous, too. It's just uh, pencils as a base instead of painting throughout. Um, f- just a fantastic art. No pun intended. Um, but he also wrote it in the style of like a Jack Kirby uh, Fantastic Four story. Like sort of the a bit of campiness, not too complicated, um, but it feels very classic, and it doesn't feel like it's not like the writing is especially dated. It's just in that style, so it's easy to get into, um, and it's a fun read with with gorgeous artwork. So I think it's worth checking out for pretty much anybody, even if you don't care about the Fantastic Four. It's just like a fun little read that will your eyes will thank you for looking at it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that good. Uh, yeah, I know nobody here really like regularly reads comics except for me, but so every now and then I like to recommend stuff that I think has like a, uh, well, to the massive, an appeal beyond like, like the niche comic book reader, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as for play gameplay, I played stray the cat game. Uh, was it um, the best indie game, game of the year? Indie game of the year. <laughs> uh, John, 
You never finished that, right? You were the only one who played it here, right? And you never finished yeah. it. No, I beat it. You did? Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's only like two hours long. Yeah, it's very short. Um, I think I was confusing it with a different game uh, from you. But yeah, it's very short. Um, I do now understand why it won those categories at, at TGA. Because it feels perfectly tailored to be appealing to like general audiences. Um while having enough of a, a, a robo-punk edge to seem sort of exotic uh, oh, in like, its like, setting. Like everybody is playing it, but everybody gets to feel like they're in on a new thing. Yeah, like they're they're in on the trend of that cyberpunky sort yeah. of like um, post-apocalypse stuff. Um, and I don't say that in a bad way. Like it's, I'm just understanding now why it appealed. Um, and it is an immersive aesthetic in the setting uh so i could see a lot of people getting behind it and i think it's well executed you know um it looks great both in uh fidelity and lighting the environmental design is very well done the whole city is is very well rendered and detailed uh the gameplay is smooth um you know navigating the environments as your cat self is uh especially enjoyable just kind of like making your way to wherever you want along rooftops and stuff now throughout the environment they have the developers have um pre-arranged or preset every like jump point that you can jump to as your cat self um and sometimes you feel like you should be able to jump somewhere and you can't because the developers didn't put a little uh prompt there but generally i would say they do a good job of that because um, you really do feel like you can kind of sneak about any any which way in this in the city. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think the I think the shortness kind of works in the game's favor, but I also would definitely recommend snagging it on sale or even later down the line, like in a couple of years when it's cheaper. Um, like I don't think I don't think twenty bucks is too much to pay for this game, but just because of how like how nicely crafted it is mm-hmm. but it is a limited experience um but yeah it's a it's a game about uh, a cat helping robots and uh as silly as it can get through that lens you know i think it i think it works i think it is fun yeah and i I, I have nothing against that game the game looks you know it looks cool um i was just a little bitter that it took both those indie uh, game awards best yeah. indie game and best debut indie when there was like other great indie games um to be picked and uh i also you know was, and john played it and, and he had good things to say about it um but as a a very um what's the word uh, just like a discern discerning gamer mm-hmm. uh i was a little uh, weary because like when you go to the review pages and it's just like you know er, you could play a as a cat. cat you can play as a cat you're a yeah. cat like 10 out of 10 because cat what like, more do you need not that like i understand those those review pages on steam are always like pretty much a joke but um i was getting the vibes that people are like oh this is the best game even like non-gamers that i was talking to like oh yeah did you play the game that you play as a cat and it's like 
that ties into my. I don't dislike cats. It's just yeah, I want the game to succeed. The fan base was like like instantly insufferable. I I don't like yeah right. Yeah, that ties into my my point that I made earlier, and you basically described why it won those categories at TGA just in reverse because of the the broad appeal that like the exact thing I said about how like it appeals to general audiences through that very simplistic like premise and then kind of makes them feel like um oh it, it's meaningful in some way a little bit when you when you actually get into the game um right like andy said like they're in on an aesthetic they're in on a sort of a meaningful uh, follow-through yeah no i, so, I believe that i mean it's understandable yeah, you had good things to say i believe that it's a good game and yeah, it wasn't we'll as good try as vampire survivors not as good as Vampire Survivors. <laughs> um, not as good as... Anyway, um, let me tell you this. I enjoyed White. Stray. I enjoyed Stray. Beat it and never thought about it a second afterwards. That's fair, yeah. I mean, Vampire Survivors is a game that you could literally get hundreds of hours out of. Um, and, you know, it's ever-changing. It, you know, it can't good, though. Yeah, let's see. I've got 51 hours in Vampire Survivors. And and I, I only have a little more than half of the collection of Octon. Um, I mean, you didn't even play the DLC. Yeah, not really. Shit. Talk about games that are, you know, accessible. Fucking my girlfriend unlocking everything in Vampire Survivors on mobile. That is an impressive fee. I mean, I don't want to go on it because I think we talked a lot about our specific problems with the Vampire Survivors mobile port. Um, but that that's very impressive. Neon White, Tunic. We all know why Vampire Survivors didn't win anything, right? Because it's not like a real game. (laughs) Because it's not like Oscar bait for games. Yeah. It's just like it is what it is. It's just good. And I'd argue it's more of a real game than. than But you you know what I mean, though, right? Like they (laughs) see it as like it's it doesn't have the the selling of thing I agree with, but just. I mean, mechanically, it runs circles around it. I would. It's also agree. not necessarily an original concept because it's like a, it's like a copy yeah, of another. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they take away your ability to choose the platforms you jump on. <laughs> I'm shitting on straight too much. It was a fine game, but I, like I said, after I beat it, I've never thought about it well, again. For, or, for better yeah, or nice, worse, like my nice try trying to convince us, Flask. You failed. I probably. <laughs> For for better or worse, I probably won't ever play Stray because I feel like I've heard so much about it and it's not... I don't know. I don't think there's anything in that game... Flash me if I'm wrong, because you just finished it. I don't think there's anything in that game that I would possibly get out of that I haven't... I'm not already aware of, of that experience. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. I can't say for anybody else. I enjoyed the experience uh, when in it and from outside before I played it. um, I didn't really investigate the full scope of what was contained therein, you know? So when I did play it, I was like, okay, you do this and that and this and uh, the, the aesthetic and the sort of atmosphere of the game, I think, was enjoyable for the time that you're in it. Um... I mean, similar to John, I don't think it's a game I'll be thinking about very long, but um, I don't regret having played it. There's some games I definitely regret having played, uh, and it's such a short game that it's like, what, you know, why would you even uh, worry about, you know, the, the time investment? 
if you think you'll like the game, you know, if you think it'll yeah. be a cozy chill or a, a fun experience for you. Fair, fair take. Fair take. That's stray, it seems like, unless you had any more stray thoughts on the game. <laughs> uh, No, and that's it from my roundtable. Cool. Hey, that was some great roundtables, but we're not quite done yet. We got a little bit in the news. News. News, 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 news. A new game, the Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi series, was announced. All right. What's that? A what? A what? A a what ball? So Dragon Ball is a manga and later anime by Akira Toriyama. Yes, yeah, similar. No, that's to a, a uh, that's a that's a mango. You're thinking of a. Uh, uh, no, but what, what kind of game is the Tenkaichi? That's uh, a. They're like those game? uh, it's Naruto games, game. right? It's a it's a three D three D fighter, right? Okay, I, I I instantly know what you're talking about. Yeah, I never the, played those. the real selling point. You don't to the... teleporting around and uh, right moving in like a three D right. space, but it's a fighting game. So there was the Budokai series, which was like more like you follow the story and it's more of a simplistic like 2D plane thing. And then the the Budokai Budokai Tenkaichi was like a sequel series to that where the main selling point, as far as I ever saw, was that the roster of characters was incredibly expansive. Each game they made had more characters than the last. They just dragged everyone in from the Sick. you know from the Dragon Ball universe and it had a roster of you know dozens of characters so i feel like the thing that people are excited about with this uh, new announcement is that the idea that um it'll be essentially like fighter z quality perhaps we don't i, I don't know if you know people expect that quality level of fighting game but that it'll be like with that with that quality level of production at least, and will incorporate like all of the characters. <laughs> I think that's I think what people, people are excited about. For a uh, rude awakening, rude awakening. <laughs> uh, I think it. Well, okay. I mean, you know, I kind of played the games. Um, they're going to have the characters. I think Ten K H three had uh, ninety eight characters. Wow, ninety eight characters. Fuck, oh, hold dude. on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Relax, relax. Ninety eight characters. Uh, 161 with different form changes. However, 70 of them were Goku. Well, no, it's, it's, I mean, they had crazy amount of like, oh, the Frieza soldier, here's Squid Guy. But many, many of the characters, maybe a third of them, were just reskins. You know what I mean? Like, right. You know, you can only have so many, and it's not, it's not, I don't know. They're very fun games. Don't get me wrong. Very fun to play. But they were, uh, if you've played the Xenoverse, yeah, Xenoverse series, I mean, I would say even less balanced than that. They're not like, uh, this is not going to be like a Breakers. You're not going to see this game at Evo. You're not, you know what I mean? This is not right, going to be like no. the next fighting game. This is just the next, like, uh, fun Dragon Ball Z game. Uh, and as far as I know, it's not uh, Arc System Works. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's not going to be anywhere on the level of Breakers. This is going to be more of a, I mean, yeah, it's not going to be a Breakers. It's going to be more, or sorry, this is going to be more of a Breakers, not a, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, right? I unless mean, there's some like crazy yeah. surprise from nowhere. You're exactly I, yeah, right. Yeah, but I, I bet my, I bet my King of Keeley and my soul that that is not <laughs> going to happen. 
but yeah, I think this will be fun. Uh, like, like I said, I'm part with the uh, the My Hero game that came out recently, or the the like Ninja Storm uh, games, Demon Slayer. Yeah, the Ninja Storm games. Ninja Storm games. Be, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a seven cool. out of ten game. The big roster. I like those uh, those ninja those, cool. the Ninja Storms. They're cool. No, no, no. I, I agree. I get all those games. I, I think they're cool. And but yeah, 10KHE specifically. Yeah, they had like you know, six different types of like freeze the soldier. Like basically, if the character was on screen for like a minute, they would have some version of them there. You know <laughs> what I mean? And some of them did have you cool, unique stuff, but a, a lot of them just were uh, reskin, reskin, reskin. I think what you're right. saying is going to be accurate. I'm surprised, honestly, I, I, I'm surprised there's, I mean, this to me is no different than an announcement of like, hey, we're going to do Xenoverse 3. Like, it seems like they're interchangeable since the games were so similar in style. Well, the last, um, Tenkaichi 3 was on the like sixth generation of consoles, like the Wii, right? right? It was like, yeah, PS2, Wii, I think. Yeah, I remember <laughs> playing on the Wii doing the so I think, weird controls. I think what's getting people hyped is that it's like the revitalization of the brand name. And what that entails with the amount of characters. I think that's all the typing people up at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, guys. And Greg, specifically, who recently played the Resident Evil 4 demo. Don't worry, because the rain is going to get fixed in a one-day patch. Day one patch. All right. Great. <laughs> uh, Game Informer walked through a little bit of Chapter 5 in an exclusive coverage thing, um, posted the video, and gamers started going apeshit, apparently, over the look of the rain in the game, um, with some fans dubbing the incident Raingate and likening it to remakes like Re the Grand Theft Auto 3 remake. To be fair, it did look... Uh... I'm not looking at it now. Breaking. I would probably would not have noticed or said anything, and I'm. I guess I'm trying really hard to understand what gamers mean by this. I guess it's just the rain is just very visible. Oh, the raindrops are like super big. I guess, uh, and like white. Yeah, maybe distracting. A little distracting. I think distracting. Yeah. Right, they've yeah, obviously never. I don't seen think it's as bad. Heavy rain as... before though. I don't think it's as bad as the GTA trilogy, though. No. Where it no. was just, like, milk coming down from the sky. <laughs> right. I guess now that I'm paying attention to it, maybe it doesn't look that good, but I, I might not have noticed at all. Well, the internet loves blowing things out of proportion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, there was the... Rain the, gate. Yeah, there was the puddle gate controversy with Spider-Man PS4. Was, <laughs> I like, remember that one. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. God, I hate gamers. I even thought the yeah. Halo Infinite brute thing was super overblown i mean that one was more egregious yeah. i think than this by a by a mile but even then i was like i mean it looks fine who cares i did think that whole thing was overblown i thought that game looked fine yeah i agree but hey gamers gonna game dude you got they gotta get some nice software to justify the purchase of their uh 4k monitor and three thousand dollar gpu they can't afford but i appreciate capcom being like yeah no we'll fix that yeah <laughs> I mean, let's see if they do. But but I, I do right. appreciate the sentiment, at least. Dark and darker? More like fraud and fraudder. Uh, what? The Iron Mace devs were raided by the police over an ongoing dispute with Nexon Games. Um, the gist of the story is that the lead developers behind Dark and Darker were apparently working on um, 
a game on Nexon called Project P3 that looks surprisingly similar to Dark and Darker. Um, one of them was fired. The other one left with that guy, and they started Iron Maze Studios. And so Nexon is coming after them with uh, the full brunt of the Korean law. It's kind of a messy situation because... I'm pretty sure everyone despises Nexon. <laughs> yeah. And so I, you're, you're, it's already starting out with them at a disadvantage in the public eye. You yeah. Know? Now, I'm not going to lie. I love Dark and Darker. But when I saw the comparison screenshots between it and Project P3, I was like, oh, yeah, they stole the shit out of this. Like, they definitely took that with them when <laughs> they left. But to their credit, this is apparently the second time they've been searched over this. Uh, the first time they were told... There was nothing untoward, and they've at least reported the second time. They've also been told that there's nothing untoward, so they they are pretty confident saying that nothing they've done is wrong. They didn't they didn't take anything from Nexon with them. This is all just a big pile of you. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I did see one ramification of it. Seems to be that uh, publishers that were potentially interested in Dark and Darker, like Tencent, uh, have now pulled out. Uh, because of these potential issues. At the same time, I'm not sure how much... That's shame. I don't know how much that'll really affect them, though, because they were going to go the early access route anyway, and I don't think any of those potential investors are actual investors yet. Um, We'll see. I hope the best for the Iron Maze devs, especially if they didn't steal the game. But yeah, you guys should check out some of those screenshots comparing them. It's it's pretty striking. now, it's actually... Yeah, pretty wild. It's it's straight rip. <laughs> it looks like a straight rip, but I mean, if those were just the guys who made that, they didn't take any assets or code right. with them, and then they made it on their own after they left. And the, I guess it would look pretty similar. A lot more further on. Yeah. P three. Yeah. Yeah. As a as a person, I don't really care if as long as they didn't literally steal things, you know, objects like files, you know. If they just if they just made the same idea again, uh, from scratch, like who cares? Fuck right? it, you yeah. know. Yeah, do and it. And as of course, as a like you said, as a person who really likes Dark and Darker, of course, I hope that everything works out completely fine and they're unscathed. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think that like getting searched and seized by the police, and then like posting on the Discord that the police came, they were gone pretty quickly. Um, they didn't have any, they didn't have anything to say. We don't plan on having any delays in development. Like that, you know, it would be pretty bold-faced lie if all of that was untrue <laughs> and you were posting that, which, if so, go off king, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so bad. I'm looking at... I'm just waiting. That last one is a screenshot from Dark and Darker. Is, that one's from Dark and Darker, right? Okay. The last, <laughs> okay, the last never mind. two or maybe three that you posted are yeah. definitely from Dark and Darker. Right, right. Okay. Epic Game Store is opening to self-publishing for a hundred dollar per game fee with some restrictions. I guess uh, to combat Steam's Steam Direct publishing system, um, Epic is now opening the floodgates to anything that doesn't or anything that has crossplay, has achievements, isn't an obvious scam, fraud, or deceptive practice or malware. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I guess that's good. What's, what, what do I think about this flask? Epic is going to get <laughs> flushed with porn games. 
Oh, that's well. That's actually one of the things that they specifically yeah. restrict. Oh, you can't. Cool. No, you got to keep yeah. your porn on Steam. Um, does anyone here use EGS like as a Steam-like storefront? No, no. not at all. I, I, mean, I use not it. as much as I use it sometimes, though. I use it specifically when I have when I need to play a game that I got for free on EGS. Yeah. Like I don't. Because the funny thing the to front. me, right? No. Because the funny thing to me is like, you know, in the limited usage I've done with EGS, um, there's even in that very limited usage, there are things that I feel are missing or aren't uh, constructed well. And I've never used it, like you guys are saying, as a legitimate Steam-like storefront all-in-one kind of package. It's just super bare Um, bones, dude. Yeah, exactly. That's really it. And the funniest part of this to me is that um, this article brings up you know, a quote from uh, Tim Sweeney a few years ago, basically saying, like, we are not going to do this. <laughs> we are not going to um, just accept, like, everything self-publishing um, because we don't think we can help those games to reach users. So it's going to be driven by quality, you know, quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the most telling part of this whole thing is that just a few, a scant few years ago, Tim Sweeney was saying that they don't think they even have the capability to like effectively organize self-published games. And now they're doing it a, f- a few years after that. And I don't know that the the storefront has improved enough to support this. Like maybe they Steam just kind is, of feel like maybe they they'll, you maybe actually they'll look do at like Steam, a big overhaul. Maybe, but this is in place now, you know, this is going ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't used yeah, EGS know, enough no. to know whether this would be in any way comparable to the Steam, you know, uh, navigation or community experience. If there's any sort of infrastructure for that, and I get the impression there really isn't. So, like, <laughs> I think they're just kind of going ahead, like, well, uh, make money, I guess. You know, yeah. like have have it to have it. What do you guys think? No, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I don't care that much, but yeah, it's clearly a move motivated by the fact that Steam has this feature and they are long behind in having it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't expect it to turn out in a. I don't expect it to turn out with with quality content. I mean, the one thing EGS still has going for it, as far as I understand, is like, you know, revenue splits and stuff like that, which is, is that's great, you know? Yeah. Get, it, being able to uh, nicely support developers, especially small developers. Um, Yeah. I don't know what this is. I don't know yeah, if this I is going to be anything. I don't really have any comment. I just, I don't really, uh, I just don't know. Suicide Squad is on Suicide Watch. Uh, as Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is reportedly delayed again um, after a closed-door fan preview with backlash, Warner Brothers has decided to delay the game. Well, even the um, what they showed off, the, the extended gameplay preview to the public, um, the backlash after that was not... <laughs> was pretty negative, because yeah. the, the big takeaway from that presentation was... Oh, like after all these pre-rendered cutscenes, sort of were like, okay, where's the gameplay though? We finally see the gameplay, and the gameplay is 
all of these super characters just have guns. And it's like any other uh, live service like game fly. you've ever seen. Yeah. And they can all fly. <laughs> Is that how you guys felt when you watched it? Watched the trailer? I didn't watch the trailer. I don't care about this game. It was, yeah, basically. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay. this looks like any other thing. Fortnite. I wasn't, uh, I, I was a little blindsided by, it. I'm not, I wasn't like looking forward to this game. I don't, I haven't gotten any like the DC games. I, I had no expectations at all. I, I didn't think it was like crazy offensive. But then once I saw the, the, you know, the write-ups pointing out like, oh yeah, everyone's flying for some reason, even characters that don't typically fly and everyone has guns. Everyone looks like they play the same. I was like, oh, okay. But when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it kind of looks like Crackdown. Like, that could be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm wrong. Well, think about it. It could be kind of fun in the sense of a Crackdown game would be fun as you play the story and you beat it. But that's they, they're going for a live service. Yeah, they want you to right. play this game for years to come. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not yeah, going to happen. And uh, Why, the story was broke by Jason Schreier, who um, uh, put in his opinion that because they are delaying it from May to some other time this year, it's almost certainly a polish delay, and it's not going to be what the gamers really want, where they want them to rip out the games as a service from the game. It's still probably going to be a, a, a live service game, even when it comes out, but maybe more polished. I don't think... I think we should... It's like a polish a turd type thing to me. I don't, I don't think it's going to get there. Yeah. Because it also can't possibly be like a fundamental shift in gameplay design. That's right. not happening. No. So people who are complaining about that aren't going to get what they want. Absolutely not, no. I think we should just stop supporting all live service games. Let's just like put an end to this shit. How how could this yeah. be a live service game? It's such like a niche, you know, it's it's a DC, it's these characters. Like this is not, you know, something that I would want to see live service at all. Not that I would want to see anything live service, but. Not really much different than the Avengers game. You're just going to add new storylines and just new villains. Just as bad. And, yeah, just as bad, though. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not disagreeing, but that's yeah. just what it'll be. It'll just be new villains, new storylines. Yeah, we need to just stop buying live service games. That needs to end. We don't buy those except John. I know. But, um, fun fact. Right, there's a lot of shade being thrown in. If we simply kill John, <laughs> our Avengers podcast game. will be clean. Suicide Squad kill the, the Johns. Fun fact, uh, Suicide <laughs> Squad kill the Justice League is Kevin Conroy's last appearance as Batman. Right, yeah. Aww. And he's evil, right? So Yeah, evil Conroy. Maybe you'll be glad he's dead. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably not. I'm going to go ahead and just say not. Uh, I messed up the link on this one, but, uh, Starfield, you guys are excited for Starfield. No. The release date is locked What in is, what is that game? For September it's 6th. That's the game. But don't worry, gamers. Stardew Valley, I think. Come June, you can Bethesda. watch the Starfield Direct to learn all about the game that's coming out only a few months after that point. They're the company that they made uh, Skyrim, right? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> a stroke or something? No, I'm not looking forward to that. that game no, I don't care. Good. It's whatever, bro. Yeah. Um, I think that's why it's I think that's why it's had so many delays since then because people have seen the gameplay and they're like, I mean, from the big to the small. I remember like he was using a gun very clearly. 
Uh, they had like uh, square holes for the for the ammunition, and he was just like putting like regular bullets in there, and it was just like <laughs> I don't know from the top to the bottom, it was just like messy. This is just not, not look looking good. Ready? Yeah. yeah. Um, I also just want to point out that whoever made this fucking agenda put the wrong link. Hey, I told you I flubbed the link. He said right? that. He just said, said it. it. He just said I'm it. I'm just reminding you that you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, we'll check the next story because I, I didn't flub Google. that one. You guys like Golden Girls, right? Sure. Oh. What? <laughs> I like Betty White. Well, hey, releasing later this year. No, you, too you liked play, her, right? She did. Uh, the new JRPG Golden Girls Take Manhattan DX. So it's like uh, a it's like a Barkley shut up and jam. That's exactly what it's thing, the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, a Barkley shut up and jam guiding thing from it. Yeah, but I kind of already played that. I mean, <laughs> that I, sounds, I, I, mean I don't know. I played it too. Cool, I, I guess I Barkley shut up. Oh, and jam. this is like a fully 3D <laughs> thing. Wow, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. All right, well, you know, I'm not. You know, don't knock until I try. It could be, <laughs> it could be the next game. Set in a world that is a hundred percent canon. It kind of makes me just wish That's we funny. lived in a world where we got the Kickstarter funded Barkley too. Yeah, yeah. Magical Realms of Tiernanog, Escape from Necron 7, Revenge of Kula Kane, the official game of the movie, Chapter 2 of the Hoops Barkley Saga. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> By the way, did you say June 11th for the Bethesda Showcase? I believe that was the date, was yeah. the date? Okay. Because I did just hear that there's also going to be a regular Xbox Showcase on the same day, June 11th. Mm, that's... Do we... I mean, E3's probably not happening this year, but do we know when it's scheduled? Is that, like, in E3 oh, time? Oh, E3 is happening, E3, but, like, all of it? the people just decided not to go, except for a, a few. Like, Ubisoft, I think, is maybe going, but that's, like, the one yeah, I heard a, is actually attending. This is going to be the last E3, right? I mean... Definitely. It's gotta be. Yeah. But it is funny that Xbox and, like, I assume probably others are doing E3-like conferences and showcases around the same time, regardless, but but choosing not to attend E3 itself. Yeah. It's funny. All right. Hey, thanks, Vito, for joining us this week for once. Uh, thanks, listeners, yeah, for thanks, joining Vito. us this week, every week, or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm not great with words, even though I'm the host of the podcast. Uh, it's been a great podcast. Good roundtables. We learned a little bit about um, Anno. We got some stray thoughts from Flask. Uh, Greg is now a samurai warrior. Uh, Vito, the things that I would say about your roundtable are things that I would get canceled for saying, so I won't. Uh, <laughs> That's probably for the best. That's probably for the best. And you know what? I think in 10 minutes or so, I'm going to be back in that wizarding world. So stay tuned next week, listeners, to hear more about games and other media. It's always fun. And for the last word on the podcast, uh, out of contractual obligation, it's going to veto. And I am tuning out for it. I will not be hearing what he says. He did fight for this as part All of his right, contract. Just checking. This is uh, Andy's got his headphones turned down, right? And mm -hmm. you can't you can't hear this, Andy? Nothing. Everybody else? Everybody else? Okay. Yeah. Fuck you, Andy. I hate you. I hate everything about you. And I'll never leave this podcast. Ever. Suck on that.
You hear that? Vito's going to be on every podcast after this one. All Everyone right, I'm, we do I'm back. is going is Vito to Vito done? I did not. I did not say. Yeah, that. Vito. Hey, actually welcome back, Andy. His attendance on every subsequent podcast. Welcome back, buddy. On. Did not say that. I heard that. I heard. Good I night, heard everybody. all of that, Vito. The audience did too. Good night, Vito. Good night, Vito. Wait.